Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. So, so hi, welcome again, everybody. And Brenda, our friend Brenda Rhodes, also from my time zone, which is nice. <laughs> uh, remind me again, Brenda, where, where are you? Are you in New York or Pennsylvania? No, I'm in, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm in a little town called Sladington, so I'm a little north of Allentown. Okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're like a long afternoon drive for me. That's good. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're, we're about three hours away, yes. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, Martin is obviously in Preston and is unlikely to come visit, but maybe you can, maybe you'll get to the UK soon. I'm certainly planning on to next year. What would I you would like to, what would you like to talk to us about today? What, what's burning in your mind? I know you're presenting at quite a few conferences recently. Yes. Um, I will be presenting tomorrow night on uh, the Dave Elman conference. I'm working with um, how to work with difficult people and stay happy. Um, you know, basically narcissists oh, there's a lot of abuse for people um that don't realize the the trappings that they're in and um so they need a lot of support to help them to come out of that and you know we hold all the answers inside of ourselves so it's nice to use the hypnosis to tap into that so that the person can create a, a healthy life for themselves um so I, I spent the last five days at a doctor's conference Again, on Zoom, because that's where we all go these days. Uh, it's a shame, really, but it does make it more affordable. Um, and uh, most of the conversations I had with the doctors were about that, just like, oh, yes, you come up for air and you realize that you've been in an abusive relationship. Doctors talking about the abuse of, of health, the way healthcare is is uh, administered um, and, and the things that they go through. Uh, and... And there are so many situations in our, in our lives where we don't realize it while we're going through whatever micro traumas we're going through. And it's, yeah, it's difficult. Brenda, this um, event you're talking about and this, this program you're talking about, so this is to help people who've been victims of someone who was a narcissist, is it? Am, am I understanding that correctly? It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I work with a lot of people um, in my office as well, um, because I've experienced it myself. I'm able to pick up on that, that energy very quickly. Um, specific things that are said, I can actually continue the sentence with without taking a breath. And they're like, how did you know that? And I think from doing that work myself and releasing those issues um, and understanding the trappings from um, someone who is mentally ill or, or narcissistic, um, it, it really gives you the, the, a greater benefit to be able to help someone else um, because they understand that, you know, they, they, that, you know, what that was like you know mm. that energy right. and unfortunately you a lot of people don't realize that they're being abused if they're not being hit and mm. so there's many forms of that and um you know one i think of that i think that is it, it doesn't <laughs> need to be an abusive re relationship necessarily it can be 
anything where you suddenly realize you're not the only one and that you're being heard by someone that's exactly. you're halfway there to a therapeutic relationship anyway. you, you feel yeah. supported yeah so it's interesting this um this thing with uh, narcissism because over here in the uk they, they brought a new law in, in in recent very recent years um making it a crime um people doing coercive or controlling behavior mm -hmm. yeah that's it, wonderful Mm. We need that here in the States. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, this is a, a thing now I mean, if, if, like for a victim of domestic abuse. Yeah, the, the police will prosecute somebody for co coercive and controlling behavior. Say they deprive somebody of money or, you know, all the other ways you can coerce or somebody. Or access to their family. Yeah, That's that kind of thing. Yeah. Isolation is often the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it, it's also done in a way that it you don't even recognize it's happening to you. And it's then all of a sudden... And then, yeah, and then you're you're sitting there like, um, and then you start questioning of yourself, your mental state, you know, did I forget this? Did I think I did this and I didn't? Or how can I do this better? Or is, is the term gaslighting? Oh, gaslighting, trauma bond. There's there's a lot mm -hmm. of terms that go with this. Yes. I just wonder if they're the same across the pond. Yeah, we have, we have the expression gaslighting. Absolutely, we do. Yeah. So trauma bond is is this part that um, there's there's a couple pieces to it. It's where you don't really feel like you can go out and make it on your own. Um, but it's also where, um, how do I put this? Um, where you have some kind of feeling sorry for the individual or or believing that if you did something that you could you know make it better and and create that relationship mm. um, so in in the 60s i believe it was either the late seven or 50s or 60s 60s the um there was a scientist they did a scientific study with dog with a dog and the dog was in a cage. So what they did was they took half the cage and they wired it. And every time the dog would go in that half a cage that it would be um, electric electrified. So then, then after a week, they put the, um, the, the electrification over onto the other side. And then it trained the dog to stay on the other side. Then after that, for a week straight, they had the whole thing where the dog would be continued to be shocked. So then after a week of that, they open the door and the dog stays there. And really when I realized this study, as much as I love dogs and I feel that, you know, that wasn't kind, it really gave me a deep understanding of why I stayed so long. Mm. Because you don't it's, realize that this that's is, this opening. This is always your subconscious is keeping you safe. Safe exactly. is not change. Safe, yeah. safe is the devil you know is much safer than the devil. You yeah. Know. Also fear of the unknown as well. Oh yeah. So so Brenda, how when somebody comes how how do clients with those issues come to you? Is it after they've es escaped essentially that relationship, but they need to heal? Or, or do you meet people and then they recognize that this is, so they come to you for something else and you realize that that's part of the problem? Usually it's for something else because they don't realize that they're in this. And um, a lot of the people that I've worked with continue to work with me for a little bit and they decided actually to get out and, and to get a divorce or get out of that situation. It could be a parent, it could be, you know, it could even be a child or a friend or a boss. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so they don't realize it's happening and they come in for, it might be weight loss or it might be um, quitting smoking. I had one person come to me because they wanted to discover past lives. And, you know, that was what was there. And when we went to the origin of whatever was affecting them, this is what came out of it. And mm -hmm. I just was able to recognize it because I lived it myself. So I was able to support them and guide them to create that life they need. Okay. And is this sort of a niche that you're building now? Is this something that you're becoming well known for? I, I get a lot of referrals um, for this, um, but it's it's not necessarily my niche. I think it's more my niche's anxiety, which is a piece so of it. So, but my question now is, are you training people to recognize that? You recognized it because you lived through it and you got away from it. But for those hypnotherapists listening, or even those people who might be listening who think, I wonder if, <laughs> um, what, how, how would you recommend people learn more about that work from either side of the? Well, actually, um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking with the Elman Conference is. Is I'm working with hypnotists um, to give them different ideas and understandings of how to best support that client and to recognize it. Because if yeah. you're not in it, it's very hard to know that that's what's happening and, and you, you can't very well support people you can't really recognize it yeah so but most people are going to walk and say i'm in a relationship with a narcissist get me out it's not likely to be there presenting said no. sentence no and and you know when you're in that place there there is this this sense of shame yeah. um you know and a lot of people have judgments well why do you stay or you know oh that person is so lovely they're just so helpful and how could you say that about them and they love you so much i mean and and they just shut you down and you just you're just you can't get through that unless you're working with someone that that has been trained with it or understands it mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to really support the individual that's that's receiving the abuse to really pump them up, to get them to feel confident, to get their self-worth back. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. It's, it's you know, retraining them using hypnosis to support them instead of the negative aspect of, of hypnosis of putting them down and to have them keep telling themselves that they are good, that they they have wonderful qualities and that they they have what it takes to be out in the world on their own because you know they they people start to believe that they don't have strength they can't do something but do you know how much strength it takes to be able to stay there and tolerate that and yet still wake up the next day to continue and you know sometimes you have the children that's that is your drive or there's something else that's a drive. So I think, I think people really do have the strength. They just don't believe it. And that's, mm -hmm. that's well, that's part of the abuse, that. but, but do you, what other resources are you able to give them or, or guide them towards? Because some of these people may need the threat of physical violence may be there too. It may never have been used, but if you sure. challenge somebody, um, you know, there, there are obviously there are a lot of women's shelters and things around, but of course they don't put their address out there. Why would they? So what what other services do you have to liaise with in order to work with people who are having this issue? There, there and, are I, and I automatically said women, and this is not 
No, this isn't and just women. Is, it is both sides and it's children too. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, some of the resources, there is crime victims council in the area um, that, that allows them to have actually free counseling um, and to be able to do uh other different types of therapies as well. Um, as you said, there, there are some, um, you know, help out there for abuse victims. Um, you know, they could call 911 and get, get those abuse hotline numbers or look that up or whatever. Um, those would be the other resources. I find that the ones that are coming to me are actually right at that point that they're ready. You know, yeah. they're just ready to make this move, even if they're not aware of it. And they, they just, they just really blossom really quickly. That's good. Um, part of the, part of the reason for asking the question and you were going to say that is to remind people that in the show notes, there will be resources for both sides of the pond because we always try to Fabulous. That's serve great. both. <laughs> <laughs> Martin thankfully knows how to look those up because he also works in mental health realm. So <laughs> yeah. what other, okay. So that is pretty heavy duty work. Yes. Um, what kind of fun stuff do you do? You don't just see that niche. What what uh, what other stuff do you? I work with a lot of um, older women who want to regain their confidence so, and okay. socialize, not date necessarily, but you know, get out get out back in the world. Um, what right. what kinds of things do you enjoy doing as a hypnotist? Um, I work with people to touch into their creativity, um, mm -hmm. to get deeper within themselves, to understand themselves better, to um, you know, really go out and, and blossom in, in their way that works for them. Um, sports. I, I work with a lot of different, um, things, past life regression, spiritual hypnosis. So I do do a lot of, um, I have a lot of tools as well. So I do some energy work and, and I have some knowledge of shamanism and, and stuff like that. So if, I work where the individual is. So wherever, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they feel right about, that's where I work with. Um, because it's always about them. It's, it has nothing to do with me. They are the one that's important at that time. And so I support them where they are, whatever, you know, whatever religion they are, whatever they're not, whatever, you know, what I just listen to what they have to say. And I think one of the biggest things is, is about people feeling and knowing that they're heard. Mm -hmm. And that that's huge right there, you know, because a lot of people aren't heard. I'll say, I mean, it's one of our basic human needs, isn't it? To be heard. Sure. Absolutely. Heard yeah. and touched. You need touch, you know. Yeah. It's happening again. Um, remember, um, at the beginning, Martin said he was probably going to ask you about what changes you'd seen. Since, since yeah, I was looking on your website. I said, I see you've been a hypnotist for 25 years. So I have. I yeah. have. And it's interesting because I started working actually to um to help women give birth naturally. And oh. then I kind of did it all backwards. I learned how to do this on my own and and work with people. And then I went to get my certifications and all that. So um I think um, you know, the world has become a lot more open and and they're accepting of new things. And there's many people that would like to do it more naturally instead of running and, and getting medicine right away, mm -hmm. or they're on the medicine and they just feel like they're stuck. And so they'll come and work with me. And then that way it works together very nicely that, you know, whether they're with another therapist or they're using um alternative 
therapies or even you know that <laughs> you, you sh- my pet peeve my pet peeve it's not alternative it's complementary if it's <laughs> if it's not complementary it's not working it has to be- <laughs> Yes, if you don't need the medicine because hypnosis takes care of the pain, great. But it should, we should always be able to use whichever thing is going to be the most useful to the patient slash client yes. at the time. And, yes. and that will change. And that's that's the situation, particularly if it's chronic illness. Um, those things will change over time. Yes. It's like, I just try to get rid of the word alternative. Complimentary, please. Yeah. <laughs> Denise's pet hate using that word. Well, I'm not scripted, so. Uh, no, no, yeah. none of us are. That's, <laughs> no, no, no. that's the beauty of the podcast. None of us are. Yeah, because um, yeah, as I say, we usually go all over the place. Something I found interesting on your website, though, Brenda, you, you, you make a point of um, stating that you're quite happy to do home visits. I don't yes. see that with many other hypnotherapists. Yes. Um, most will do it as an exception, um, you know, for a particular client who perhaps is housebound or something like that. I think you're probably one of the few people I've ever seen that's making a point of advertising that that service is available. Um, yes. Do you find it works a lot better when people are in the comfort of their own homes rather than in your practice? Well, honestly, the work is done in your head. The issues that happen in your head. So it really doesn't matter the container that it's done in as long as it's done, you know, um, where you're supporting the client. So, but I do have um, a few clients that I, I run to. In fact, one I see almost every week and I'm driving an hour one way to work with him because of his work. He doesn't have that time frame to drive an hour to come to me. Yeah. So he makes it, it, it just works out really well. So yeah, if someone is interested and um, you know, they're able to compensate for that driving time and stuff. Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to, to do that. Yeah. It really, you know, it, the knowledge goes with me. So it doesn't matter where I am. I can mm. do it anywhere with sound in the background you know it could be noisy i've done that in you know an expo it, and stuff like that so yeah it just, it just works so beautifully yeah <laughs> i i have you, sorry Gondry. no i was gonna say it's just I, really nice if, if you have to make a house call that could be be somewhere that you don't normally get to drive but interesting place <laughs> near, near an antique shop you like to go to now and again <laughs> <laughs> no i was just thinking about something you said then about other noises um a clinic i work from on a wednesday afternoon is on a busy main road in preston and you can guarantee as soon as i've got a client in trance a siren will go past you know a fire engine or a police thing and it's like and every time you hear a siren you'll feel even yep. more relaxed mm-hmm. <laughs> yep more relaxed <laughs> so did you do a lot of work with children I do. And actually right now I'm, I'm working with, um, a couple 16 year olds and a couple 14 year olds, but I, I work with, um, people of as young as four, all the way up to about 85. That that's the span of clients that I've worked with, but yeah, I do work with children. And yours is a full-time practice or it is. Yes, it is. It's the the only thing you do. But you also uh, teach, well, don't you, Brenda, as well? I, I do teach. Yes, I do teach. I'm a hypnosis instructor as well. And I just got my neurohypnosis certification. Um, and I'm also an artist. So I also teach some art and I have an art therapy certification as well. Okay. 
That's very helpful with children. I mean, it's, it's helpful with everybody, but it's really helpful with children. Right. Because it's it's so it's so recent. If you ask an adult when was the last time they drew something, they, you know, maybe yeah, a get map them, on the back of Get yeah. them to draw something with their non-dominant hand. Mm-hmm. And it just it just opens up the world for them. Well, tell me more about that, Brenda. I'm intrigued. Well, it it allows them to really touch in and and to let go of that. I have to have it perfect. It it allows them to connect to that younger part of them that may have had the wound that needs to be um, to either come up or to be expressed so that they can they can um, you know create that and and to bring that part back to themselves and realize that this isn't happening to me anymore. I don't need to keep being triggered by that aspect of when I was five or 15 or to that issue that happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is just a great way to be able to connect to that inner younger self. Right. So we're talking about adults here, getting them to draw or paint with the non-dominant hand. Yes. Oh, well. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now the, the, my ears pricked up to that because I'm left-handed. So it was always an issue when I was young. Mm. Um, even teachers trying to make me right with my right hand when I was very, very young. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's common. Unfortunately. Yes. Mm. So Brenda, what do you think other than doing more conferences and, and getting the word out to people that hypnosis is a good thing and talking to other hypnotists, what what uh, other business plans do you have? What marketing issues are you starting? Any new programs? I am. I'm I'm creating some um, programs where they could be bought online and they can do it at their own pace. Um, I am putting a program. I'm actually writing a book right now about helping to um, be able to uplift yourself if you have you know, whatever crazy is happening in the world or that you're connected to so that you can, you can use your tools and stay in the place that supports you instead of being drowned down to, um, you know, somebody else's belief system or whatever. Um, so, and, and there's a lot of techniques in there with breath work and, um, but this doing- is for the, this is for the lay person. This isn't to teach a hypnotist. This is yeah, the general this is, public. This is for the general public, yes. And is this going to be on Amazon? I haven't come to that, but probably. Yeah. Probably, yes. Okay, yes, well, I we can, can always have that in the show notes at a later date when you do publish it. Okay. And remember to yeah. tell us when it happens. Yeah, tell, okay. just tell us. And the program that you have, is that online also? The program, um, no, not yet. Not yet. But, but, but that is your planning you're planning on an online program. Yes, I'm, I'm okay. planning to have a program that goes with that book. And, oh, I see. Um, and I and just, when that happens, people will be able to find that from your regular website, will they? Yes. Yeah, okay, well, that's great because that's going in the show notes. Don't worry about that. People will find out how to contact you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. What would you say to any of our listeners or viewers now are the benefits they could get from hypnosis if they came to you? What could they get? Um they will get a lot of techniques that they can use um also some release work to be able to create the life that they deserve um they definitely confidence building self-esteem building self-worth 
to really know and feel that within themselves. I mean, I came from a place of being afraid to really walk out into the world because I was, you know, entrapment with um, mental illness as a child. And then I walk into a narcissistic relationship as a marriage. And by doing those tools, I can, I can honestly say is that I love myself. And I think that's the biggest point about this is to help people to really get in touch with their inner self, to know who they are and to truly love and accept themselves just as they are and to know that they are perfect as they are. Mm. Well, I, I think you lose confidence, Brenda. <laughs> I, I, you strike me as a wonderful, confident person. I, I would never have thought that you'd had confidence issues in the past. Not at all. I, I've done my work. I, yeah, I just, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Well, it's been lovely having you on. It's gone very, very quickly. And and it's a great note to end on that this this is a really positive thing that people can do for themselves because it's so fast. I mean, it's not instant. It's not a magic bullet. And they do have to do some work because they have to follow your instructions. <laughs> but But it is... It means that within a month or two, they will see real change in their lives. The yes, yeah, absolutely. And and really what, they, what they're willing to put into it for themselves, the more they do that, the more they have, and the more, you know, they can do to create that happiness, peace, and, and contentment. And I can say that I, I have found places in my life that I can absolutely feel content, even when there is chaos around. Um, where you don't get drawn into that anymore. So um, you, don't do, you don't do drama anymore. Okay. <laughs> as little as possible. Yes, as yeah. little as possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, well, thank you so much for coming yeah. today. We thank really thank appreciate you. it. And we'll keep in touch and we'll see you in all the usual places, including the Elman Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks very much, Brenda. Thank you tomorrow thank you. night. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.